Alright everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Warning Track Talk podcast with your host Dave and Dave. It's been a little while, but not much Phillies news has happened, and so, uh, you know, schedules haven't exactly lined up, but we are nevertheless back with some Phillies news, and the first spring training game is today, and the Phillies are versing the Detroit Tigers, Dave. Um, if you want, rattle off the lineups, uh, let us know what you think, and I guess I'll just follow Yes, yeah, so we're recording this. Uh, the game is about to get started, so maybe out a little bit late, and we do apologize for that. But we are excited. Uh, the alerts are buzzing on the phone. Baseball is back. It isn't just, you know, back because pitchers and catchers have reported, but it is back because there is baseball against another team. And even though the Detroit Tigers are not exactly great competition, and even though the Phillies aren't really starting anyone phenomenal, except for really Alec Bohm, Adam Hazley, Scott Kingery, really... You know, there is this energy in the air of this, you know, happiness, this joy. There's baseball on the TV. This Phillies game will not be televised, the one today, the one tomorrow will be. But the Blue Jays and the Yankees are getting ready to get started on the TV. Fans are back in the stadium uh, in limited capacity. So baseball is back. The spring is in the air. It is raining heavily outside, but we can imagine the sunshine in Clearwater. Well, not Clearwater because I'm not Clearwater. Lakeland, Florida, because that's where the Phillies are today. The pitching matchups uh, for the Phillies will be right-handed pitcher Avon Nova. Uh, Dave and I have talked about Nova uh, in the past when he first signed. He's an innings eater. He struggled over the past couple seasons, but he's hoping to rebound uh, today uh, and at least kind of get himself you know, back on track, and, and he'll use a spring training to do so. For the Tigers, it will be left-handed pitcher Tyler Alexander, who actually I was looking up before the uh, before the podcast here, and he actually has some pretty decent numbers throughout his career. Nothing ph- phenomenal, but an ERA below four. Uh, the Phillies, here's their lineups. Uh, Adam Hazley will lead it off, followed by Scott Kingery, Alec Bohm, uh, then Jeff Mathis. Yes, catcher signing will be the cleanup hitter today for Joe Girardi's Phillies. Batting fifth will be Travis Jankowski. Uh, he was another guy the Phillies just picked up recently uh, for some outfield depth. Batting six will be C.J. Chatham, who actually uh, Dave Dombrowski is pretty high on. Uh, they picked him up from the Red Sox in a trade. Mickey Moniak will bat seventh. Rafael Marchand will bat eighth. And batting ninth will be Derek Hall, who actually has some really good power. He did, he, I believe in double A, he, he hit a pretty good amount of home runs in 2019. I don't know if that's set up for me, but I know that he has some pretty good raw power. So maybe he'll do something in this game. Again, it's Hazley, Kingery, Bohm, Mathis, Jankowski, Chad, Ammoniak, Marshawn, and Hall for the Phillies. For the Tigers, Willie Castro will lead it off, followed by Heimer Candelario. Christian Stewart will bat third. Wilson Ramos, the former Philly, the Buffalo, if you will, Dave, uh, Wilson Ramos will bat cleanup. Batting fifth will be the other Castro. Batting sixth will be Jacoby Jones. Batting seventh will be Badabu, Badu, Badu. Yeah, Badu, I believe is his I name. I couldn't tell you. Uh, batting eighth will be uh, uh, Panero, and batting ninth will be Dustin Garneau, uh, who has bounced around with some teams. Uh, I believe at one point he was actually on the on the Mariners. He was a decent prospect, and now he's found himself batting ninth in the first spring training game for the Detroit Tigers. So those are the lineups. Uh, again, it's Castro, Candelario, Stuart, Ramos, Castro, Jones, Badu, Panero, and Garneau for the Tigers. So they have lineups, pitching matchups, everything is set, and uh, hopefully the Phillies can win. Even though it's spring training, uh, I, I, we, of course, still want the Phillies to win. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But uh, how do you do, Mr. Badu? We couldn't exactly pronounce your name, but we apologize. Um, anyway, yeah, to, I guess just talking about the lineups a little bit. 
Uh, I, I like what the Phillies did today. Uh, obviously, there's um, some pieces of the lineup that obviously are just going to go out there and get some work. Uh, but Adam Hazley at the top of that lineup, you know, lefty, lefty. I, I think it's going to give Hazley that opportunity to get some work in against uh, lefty and Tyler Alexander, who had some success in 2020. So it's going to give Hazley a good look. I think uh, Scott Kingery needs to get playing time, obviously, because, you know, uh, he's Scott and he needs his work. And if he doesn't get his work, then obviously you can't expect him to be much improved in 2021. So uh, let's give him the opportunity to go out there and uh, show the organization that he can play. And then uh, Alec Bohm. We already know what we're going to get from Bohm. And uh, I'm excited for spring training just to see how awfully great Bohm is against pitchers and just being able to punish them. Uh, but, you know, Bohm's going to get his work in too. I think uh, being able to get another spring training under his belt is going to allow him to uh, settle in that much more and get him really ready for the 2021 season. And I think it's going to help that he's going to be able to settle in in spring training, uh, really get himself ready, and then really make that transition into the season without that big pause with the spring training 2.0, stuff like that. So I think it's going to help, but really didn't seem to affect Boehm too much in 2020. But I think it's going to help a lot of players since, uh, you know, we're going to have that transition as long as nothing happens, you know, so uh, cross our fingers that way. But um, then we have Jeff Mathis, who's going to be catching for us today. So uh, you know, obviously Marchand's in the lineup, but Mathis is going to be the one to catch, um, preferably. Uh, me, I would pick Mathis to catch just because Marchand, I think, is better with the bat, so having him DH is a good option. Uh, but, you know, I have I have my questions on Mathis batting cleanup, and I'm sure Dave, you do as well. Um, Dave and I were kidding around before the podcast about Mathis, you know, hitting a bunch of home runs this game and just going off. And although the probability of that's low, uh, we could always cross our fingers but um, yeah, Jeff Mathis, nevertheless, is going to back clean up uh, for the Phillies. Not that great offensively, but uh, is a defensive wizard. And um, just another thing I want to add, Marchant is not bad uh, with the glove either. He's actually, he has really high praise for his uh, defensive skills and ability as well. Um, but moving on, you know, Travis Jankowski, uh, he had a really down year last season and I believe his OPS plus was like a minus 37 or something, according to baseball reference. So uh, definitely a bad season. He's not known for his offense, but I think his speed will come into play in the outfield. If indeed they need some uh, defensive depth there in the outfield, I feel like uh, his glove might be able to play. And then uh, moving on to someone I'm really excited about with CJ Chatham. I think he's going to be a guy who's um, going to make an impact for the Phillies this season. I, I think he's going to get a few uh, appearances for the Phillies in the 2021 season, especially if um, there's room for him to play on the field uh, and there's opportunity. I think uh, I think his bat is you know above average in terms of uh, guys in our farm system. Of course, our farm system isn't that great, but C.J. Chatham uh, is going to get some playing time, in my opinion. And I feel like he could really go off in spring training and show the Phillies, this is why I'm here and I have talent. And Dave Dombrowski saw that, as you said, Dave. Dave Dombrowski's high on him. I'm really high on him, too. And a lot of the things that Dave thinks, I think, too, uh, in terms of Dave Dombrowski and me. I love Dave Dombrowski. Can't get enough of him. But uh, Mickey Moniak comes next. Um, you know, I, I mean, we've seen Moniak for a while. Um, we're, we're just hoping that he can put a good string of at-bats together and uh, sort of show the Phillies that uh, he still has a solid future ahead of him. Obviously, he's still very young. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, hope to get something going. Then Raphael Marchand. Uh, 
interestingly enough, he hit his first home run of his career last season, I believe, Dave. And uh, yeah, that was quite the sight to see. A very good moment for Marchand, but uh, maybe he hits another one in spring training this season. Uh, we know Marchand to be a hard worker, uh, really puts in that work, great defender, and has a solid bat, at least uh, showed that in the 2020 season. So hopefully he can carry that into 2021. And then we have Derek Hall, who I actually have um, some stuff to talk about. So Derek Hall seems to do pretty good against lefty pitchers. So I think that's why he's in the lineup today against Tyler Alexander. Has a good amount of power. Uh, he's, he's sort of the prototypical power hitter. He's a guy who could take some walks, low batting average, hits a bunch of home runs. And, uh, you know, I, I was looking at some information on him. Seems to uh, hit between 20 and 25 homers a season, um, given the amount of plate appearances that he has. Uh, so he seems to be more of a power bat. I think he could be an impact bat this game. And I think uh, he could be a contributing factor in this Phillies lineup. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh, on Detroit's end, they have a lot of their um, starters towards the top of the lineup and then towards the bottom, obviously uh, not as much, but Dustin Garneau uh, looks to be a guy who's going to get a shot uh, for the regular season. So uh, Dave, that's my opinion. I don't know uh, what you think of the lineup for the Phillies today, but I think uh, I think it was constructed well. Obviously, uh, some guys in there are going to get their work like Travis Jankowski uh, and other guys like that. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited. Obviously, the first game back. So, uh, yeah, let's get this show on the road. Well said, buddy. Well said. According to Matt uh, Gelb, he said that today's game will be seven innings. Uh, they, they're going to do that in spring training now, where not all games will be nine. Uh, they can be five. They can be seven. They can be nine. Uh, I'm assuming the later on we get in the, in the spring training season, uh, the more they will be nine. Uh, but this one will be seven. Uh, and we'll go from there. Reminder. Phillies are the 2020 reigning spring training champions. Don't forget about that. Phillies had the best record in spring training in 2020 before, you know, COVID happened. So hopefully they can defend their title. Not that it means, you know, the world or anything. It doesn't. But, you know, you still want the Phillies to win regardless. Any game against any opponent, any team, you still want the Phillies to win. At least that's the way I take it. Um, some other news. To talk about, even though the Phillies are in spring training, it doesn't mean they stop making moves. In fact, there's still a good amount of free agents out there that can still provide service uh, to the Phillies uh, and, and other teams, of course. And the Phillies are supposedly interested in Jake Odorizzi. Uh, the Angels and the Cardinals are also involved, and this was according to John Heyman. Um, and Dave, you wrote down some stats here, buddy, about Odorizzi if you want, if you want to discuss them. Yeah, so uh, also before I go and get into any details, just wanted to mention... Uh, a, a quick video that I had out on my YouTube channel. I actually put out something on Jake Odorizzi a few days ago. If anyone wants to go check that out, it's uh, it's pretty much a more detailed explanation into uh, Odorizzi as a player and uh, sort of uh, where he might fit best uh, given the teams here. But um, nevertheless, let's get into the summation of everything. And so Odorizzi, he's a good veteran pitcher. And uh, he had a down 2020 riddled with minor injuries, something that's obviously unfortunate. But in 2019, uh, was more, it was more of a bright spot. Uh, had an all-star season, I believe his only all-star season. But nevertheless, it was a very solid season. Odorizzi's a guy who pitches at around a 3.5 to a 4-ish ERA. So uh, he's a very solid guy. Uh, he pitched 30 games in 2019 with a 3.51 ERA and a 1.208 whip. 
So uh, pretty good stats for a guy like Odorizzi. Uh, I really like his stuff. Uh, he's more of a fastball cutter uh, type guy, but uh, also features some other pitches like uh, a slider. And I have some other pitches as well in my video. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but um, nevertheless has a good repertoire and uh, he's a great clubhouse presence. I feel like that's um, you know a, com uh, a contributing factor uh, in the clubhouse that could really uh, play a role into how the players kind of have their chemistry and um, really bounce ideas off each other. So Odorizzi's a good guy for that. I feel like he's a really smart guy. And uh, something really important is that he's not a guy who panics in the big moments. Uh, he has a very chill personality. And I think that's going to play, especially if the Phillies want to make a push towards the postseason. Uh, having a guy like Odorizzi out there who's going to uh, keep his pace on the mound, he's going to be really cool on the mound. Uh, that's going to play a tremendous, tremendous um, role in getting the Phillies some wins. So Odorizzi, in my opinion, would be a great pickup and uh, would fit very well with the Phillies. But I also wanted to bring up the Cardinals because they look like a um, potential suitor given that they're a hometown team. And even aside from that, I think uh, the addition of Nolan Arenado uh, is kind of uh, pointing them towards the direction of being a serious contender. So, um, you know, having a guy like Odorizzi going to a hometown team seems like the perfect tale. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens in terms of what the Cardinals want to do. Obviously, taking on the money uh, from Arenado, even though um, they did get some paid off from the Rockies, it's still a large sum of money that they need to give Arenado. And so we'll see what happens. Uh, they do have a young outfield as well. Uh, maybe the Cardinals want to wait a year because they have a ton of guys in their outfield that they sort of still want to develop um, in Dylan Carlson. And uh, I think you know what you're going to get out of Harrison Bader and maybe uh, Tyler O'Neill out there as well. So uh, a bunch of young guys out there that I'm excited about. I know this is a Phillies podcast, but you know, the Cardinals have a really, really young outfield. And I think if they uh, give it another year to see how things pan out, maybe they'll know, um, you know, better on where they're going to head. Uh, but for right now, you know, getting Nolan Arenado is going to send them in, in the direction of being a contender, whether they go after Odorizzi or not, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, obviously, Jack Flaherty was a guy who sort of struggled in the 2020 season as well. He's looking to have a bounce back. So I think there's a lot of factors that need to break the right way for the Cardinals uh, to be able to uh, be able to add. But uh, the Phillies look like a strong suitor for Odorizzi. And I feel like uh, with the aggressive nature of Dave Dombrowski in the market, I think that he could go out and nab a guy like Odorizzi, especially with the um, ball club and the chemistry uh, here with the Phillies. I think uh, the signing would work out well, Dave. Dave, we have breaking news. Uh, we said that the game was going on when we were doing this. Uh, Adam Hazley has taken Tyler Alexander Yard in the first at-bat of the Phillies' 2021 spring training campaign Adam Hazley goes oppo taco against Tyler Alexander. He said that the game was going to be going on. We were doing this. We got started a little late. Uh, but, yeah, the Phillies won nothing already against the Tigers. Um, but talking about Odorizzi, Dave, uh, yeah, the, the, the Cardinals are for sure going to be a team that I think will try to get Odorizzi, especially because their starting rotation is a little older, and so is Odorizzi. But I think that having that veteran experience will help the Cardinals. But I think that it will also help the Phillies. The Phillies have been really interested in Jake Odorizzi the past couple winters and even at, uh, as making a trade from the All-Star break a few years back. Um, not the All-Star break, the trade deadline is what I should say. I think Joe De Jake Odorizzi would also fit really well because he could help mentor some of the younger pitchers. You know what I mean? When, when you look at 
a Zach Eflin when you look at Spencer Howard. Uh, I really think the joke j- joke. What am I saying? Jake Odorizzi uh, would fit well with the Phillies. And like I said, he hasn't gotten the offer that you know he's obviously wanted yet. He if he would have got it, he would have already signed. The Twins are not pursuing him all that heavily. And the Angels, let's be honest, the Angels are involved with everybody, and then they eventually drop out because they can't afford it, or they would rather pick up somebody who's past their prime. Yeah, I didn't uh, exactly count the Angels as a legitimate <laughs> suitor just because of their yeah. passive aggressive nature. Yeah, so I think they're just kind of interested. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Everybody's interested, I'm sure. But the Cardinals, Dave, hometown team, that obviously means something. But I think the Phillies also have a really good shot. And who knows? This saga could go, you know, long into the season uh, or long into the spring training season. And maybe something like uh, a Dallas Keuchel situation could play out. But I think Odorizzi does want to sign sooner than rather sooner rather than later. And I think there will be some teams, obviously the Cardinals, the Phillies, and there's probably another mystery team there, too that, uh, you know, would want to get in on that. Um, Talking about the last thing we want to cover, today is tomorrow's game. So today's game that I just said Adam Hazley hit a home run. That game is not on TV. It is on the radio, though. It's on 97.1 Detroit Radio. Uh, If you wanted to go check that out and maybe there's some Phillies fans in Detroit. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, But tomorrow's game against the Orioles will be on TV and the radio. It'll be on uh, 94.1. WIP for the radio and then on TV, NBC Sports Philadelphia. The game will begin at 1.05. And Aaron Nola, the ace of the Phillies, will be on the mound tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Nola Day. So that's pretty exciting, Dave. And spring training is back. Hopefully the Phillies can sign Odorizzi and we get some baseball on TV tomorrow. Some Phillies baseball on TV tomorrow. Exactly. Hashtag Nola Day. I cannot wait. Um, but looking past that and the whole Odorizzi uh, thing again, uh, you know, if they go out and they do sign Odorizzi, I'm going to expect them to sign him with an average annual value of probably around $10 million. Um, if they can get him for that, I, I think it would be decent. Uh, along with that, you know, I don't know. I feel like you're getting a lot of uh, different things from Odorizzi that, you know, some players don't exactly offer. But, uh, you know, Odorizzi, like we mentioned, has a lot of good qualities that would make him a really good starter in this uh, rotation. But um, the other thing to worry about would be the um, the payroll. Obviously, getting towards the luxury tax, adding another guy like this would um, not leave them with much room left to make a move unless, you know, they decide, hey, you know, we want to go for it. But uh, that was not the mantra heading into this offseason, and things sort of changed. So we'll see what happens. I think if they do sign Odorizzi, then this puts them in the conversation for um, a real good contender with those Mets and the Braves. So it'll be interesting to see. I think if uh, Odorizzi does sign with the Phillies, that just puts a um, nice three-headed monster up in that NL East, as if the NL East wasn't interesting enough already. Uh, Being able to get him would really make uh, the NL East one of the most well, really the most competitive division in all of Major League Baseball. Not that it already isn't, but uh, it would it would make it that much more interesting of a story for 2021. And getting past that, Adam Hazley, uh, he looks like he bulked up a little bit. I, I think he added some weight this offseason. And honestly, I think that's him trying to prove to everyone I could be the everyday center fielder. And I think, Dave, um, when the battle happens, when the, if you want to call it the dogfight, 
if um the comp uh, the competition reveals itself, I think Adam Hazley comes out on top over Scott Kingery and Roman Quinn. That's just my prediction, but I think Adam Hazley is going to show everyone that he has the ability to be the everyday center fielder of your 2021 Philadelphia Phillies. I think he has that ability. Obviously, has the ability to take the ball the other way. Is known as a contact hitter, but being able to uh, bulk up a little bit, add some power to that bat, is going to make him versatile. Uh, maybe turn him into a really good gap-to-gap hitter, and uh, he has some speed that really plays on the bases, so I think that makes him all the more valuable out there for center field. Has the glove, too. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Adam Hazley being our starting center fielder for 2021 and beyond, so hopefully the Phillies can hang on to Adam Hazley and let things play out. I have much confidence in the guy, and I think he'd fit well with this ball club. Hey, Dave, I, I agree with you. You know, some people are not too optimistic that Adam Hazley can hit lefties, but I think he can do so fine. He just home run off, he just hit a home run off of a lefty, Apo Taco. So I love um, myself some Adam Hazley, and, and hopefully uh, we'll see him do big things and continue to hit well uh, in 2021. But, Dave, I'm so excited. Phillies baseball is back. Uh, spring training is here. Games are here. And the Phillies have a one nothing lead heading into the bottom of the first against the Tigers. You know, I probably won't have, you know, uh, recaps every single day, but we'll try to recap games, you know, every couple days and, and talk about some big things that have happened. Uh, but tomorrow's game will be an exciting one to watch, so I would make sure you do that. Thank you to the healthcare and the frontline workers. Go check out Dave's Instagram and YouTube channel at Major League Talk for great baseball content, Dave. I'm um, sorry, I do have some background noise in the background. <laughs> background noise in the background. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely am so excited that Phillies baseball is back. And Dave, that's pretty much all I got, buddy. Go Phillies and ring the bell. Right, yeah, Dave. I am right there with you. I mean, being able to just have baseball back in general is something that I'm really excited about. Uh, Dave, we're two people that really like baseball. And I'm really sure that a lot of the people listening to this podcast feel just about the same way that we do. Uh, just really excited that baseball is back, uh, whether it's on the radio, the TV, or uh, we just have the idea that it is back. So uh, very nice for us baseball fans. But looking around the league, we have a bunch of games going on today. Uh, starting off, we have the Pirates and the Orioles squaring off top of the first um, nothing to nothing. Nationals and the Cardinals, uh, the same. Uh, the Red Sox versus the Twins today. And then uh, we have the Braves and the Rays who are um, 0-0 to right now. Then we have the Marlins versus the Astros in the fourth inning. Uh, interestingly enough, the Marlins are up 4 to nothing against the Houston Astros. So uh, beating up on the trash can bangers. So uh, the Astros are getting their due. And then we have the Blue Jays versus the Yankees. They're nothing-nothing. And then, uh, you know, moreover, we have the Reds and the Indians who are starting at 3.05, just like the Dodgers and the Athletics, uh, the Angels-Giants. Uh, the Rangers, Royals, Brewers, White Sox, uh, Diamondbacks and Rockies at 310, and the Padres and the Mariners at 310 as well. So, yeah, I mean, a bunch of games going on all over the league, Dave. I'm excited. Baseball is back. And, yeah, I think that's just about all I could say. I, I mean, I I'm just excited. I really am. Uh, baseball is obviously, Dave, um, one of our biggest passions and being able to do the podcast and just uh, cover the Phillies in spring training is a gift. You know, after everything that's happened with COVID, uh, being able to come back and 
uh, just be able to cover the Phillies and talk about them as, um, you know, we love to do is really a gift at this point. And just given the opportunity is something that we're going to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Uh, and you know what they say, uh, when you hit a home run, the other team hits one back. Willie Castro on the first pitch from Ivan Nova takes one deep to right field. And the ball is flying out of the stadium today. It's one-to-one. Both leadoff hitters, uh, Castro and Hazley, uh, both went yard according to MLB game day. So it's one-to-one. But uh, regardless, like you said, buddy, it's it's really exciting. The Phillies baseball is back. Once again, I'm sorry for the background noise if you do hear anything. Hopefully not. Uh, but, yeah, we went over the lineups pitching matches for today's game. And I, I just would look for tomorrow's game and also look out because I think the Phillies have a serious shot at getting Jake Odorizzi. So do I. Yeah, I'm really confident in this signing. I mean, like I said before, this would really shake up the NL East. This would make the story that much more exciting and uh, would make me really hyped to be a Phillies fan. You know, I I think um, uh, if we want to compare this to the uh, Arietta signing, which I hate to do, uh, I think Arietta was obviously a little bit older. I think he was around 32 years old. Odorizzi is around 30, 31. So you're, you're getting an extra year or two younger and, you know, you're probably going to sign him for around two or three years um, at a way cheaper price. Uh, so, you know, getting a guy like Odorizzi is really going to help the Phillies out in multiple ways. And I feel like it's going to be more beneficial than the Jake Arrieta signing, despite uh, getting o- Odorizzi for a better price. So looks like it might work out for the Phillies, you know, um, especially with them. You know, the Angels being sort of that uh, passive team that really doesn't want to do much. <clears throat> and having the Phillies, who are a bigger market ball team than the Cardinals, so to speak, uh, it, it seems like the Phillies have the best shot, especially with Dave Dombrowski in that front office now. So I'm excited, Dave. I don't know how many more times I could say excited, but uh, yeah, the Phillies look like they have a tremendous shot at landing Jake Odorizzi, like you said. I'm good, buddy. That's all I got, pal. Go Phillies. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So uh, I guess that'll conclude things here on the podcast. If you want to check us out, we are on multiple platforms, including Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Republic, Outcast, and many more. So go and check us out there. Uh, But thank you all for listening to this podcast. Uh, If you want, make sure to um, follow and listen to previous episodes as well. But for right now, uh, thank you all so much for listening. This has been the Warning Track Talk podcast with your hosts, Dave and Dave.